Oh, I didn't have your headphones in. Now, are you ready? Uh, yeah, are we doing the game? Oh, we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to do the game because, like, <laughs> getting first pick, I think, matters quite a bit to you. Maybe. All right. Ready? We're not gonna like do the intro. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I'm gonna do an intro. We're recording, so go for it. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about the warrior? The Statue of Liberty is kaput. Disconcerting. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Welcome into the Cine Siblings Draft, the podcast where me and my brother take turns drafting things from movies. And in this case, we're doing Tom Hanks movies. We're going in to do uh, draft movies from a particular actor for the very first time. Yeah. My name is Ian. I'm James. And James, you have some thoughts about, about Tom Hanks? I, I mean, yeah, I, I love Tom Hanks. And the more I did a little bit of homework for, the, uh, for this podcast, I was kind of like going, wow, I, he, he might be my favorite actor. Because um, there's so many really good movies there that I just, I just love. Or maybe he's just really good at... Um, picking particular roles. Maybe he's got a really good agent. I don't know. But I'm, I am really happy with uh, his work. So yeah, excited to pick some things. And I think in this draft, he's got so many good movies with just the two of us going, there's going to be a lot of good stuff left on the table. Yeah, I mean, and of course, I have not seen all of his movies. I mean, it's kind of hard to catch every movie of a particular actor but i mean yeah even if of all the movies we've seen collectively there's going to be some good stuff left on the table i think um and there might be some stuff left on the table because we haven't seen it we can't uh analyze it to rank it and draft it so yep uh yeah all right so Um, hanks is very good at playing the every man yeah he does he tends to do that but he's also very uh just very versatile i think in his uh prowess so if you are just joining us this is officially our first episode of season two uh and if you're not familiar we tend to play a little game to see who gets first pick and that game is we pick an actor and we take turns naming movies he's, he's that particular actors in yeah so it's random and today i'm sorry i didn't finish if you uh mess up you name a movie that they weren't in or you can't name one in time that's usually the case you're out yeah. so Today's actor, I've shuffled the deck of actors. Today's actor is 
Oh, Natalie Portman. Oh, I didn't even recognize that photo of her. Oh, sorry. You're watching it's Natalie Portman. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't Jamie, know. You can go we first. usually do this game with the guests. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we let the guests go first. Yeah. The Phantom Menace. I'm sorry. Full title. No, come on. <laughs> um, four. Thor 2, The Dark World. All right. Black Swan. Oh, that's what I was going to do. Was it uh, Friends with Benefits? Wasn't Is it Friends with Benefits or is it No Strings Attached? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I think you're right. I, think you're <laughs> I don't right. remember, though. I think the other one's Mila Kunis. Um, okay. Garden State. Oh, um. Dude, all right, I'm I'm out, I guess, because I really, really was thinking of that movie where she's like the Walmart mom. I think that was like her breakout role, but I couldn't think of the name of it. Do you know what Walmart. the name of it? Yeah, she had Walmart a baby. Mom. The, she has the baby in the Walmart. It was like her first big movie where she was a lead in. So it was good. I saw it on the, the television, like television. Yeah, I guess. On the, like, tel- on the telly. On the telly. Um, no, it was, uh, it was actually just. I had a few in the chamber there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Annihilation and uh, Leon the Professional. I could have gone through the rest of the prequel trilogy too, but oh, <laughs> you named Phantom Menace, and I was like, I was like, oh, oh, I'm out, <laughs> I'm out of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. All, All right. right. So first pick, of course, Dirt the Dirt, Tom Hanks movie, Draft Time, Round One. My first pick has to be. Saving Private Ryan. I'm going to keep it brief because, you know, if you want to hear our thoughts on Saving Private Ryan, we had the World War II draft where we drafted our favorite World War II movies. It was my first overall pick there. And then we did an entire episode on Saving Private Ryan with our friend Josh. And, dude, this this is his best movie this is one of Spielberg's best movies. They've teamed up several times. Um, that's my dog who agrees with me. Indeed. And then, uh, yeah, I just think that, he, like I said, he, he plays the everyman so well. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, he it is, he was the this sort of everyman, this teacher who was just coached little league and or coached the baseball the high school baseball team he taught english composition and then now he's this sort of badass ranger captain who is has all the the weight of all these decisions he has to make and the weight of all the death that he feels that he's you know he's responsible for all these lives and no, you know, like I said, I'm not going to go into too too much, but mm-hmm. as a Tom Hanks movie, it's incredible. I agree. I mean, this is it was. I had just had to bump this down to number two for me, um, and I was gonna I was gonna pick it first, and I was really gonna fight for it because knowing that that I would get it, there's just so many good movies, and uh, my number one pick is one I just think features him a little bit more and that is going to be Forrest Gump um I mean it's definitely on my short list yeah it's it's 
it's an it's an amazing movie. It, it did split critics, I think, a little bit, but um, that you know, I think it 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 won the Academy Award for Best Picture, I believe. Um, it, and it's really it's such a standout movie. It's one of those movies that I never get tired of watching it. It's not a movie I put on repeat either, but it's kind of got this epic quality to it. Um, and Hanks just does such an amazing job playing a character who's, you know, he's mentally handicapped um, and physically gifted. It's a little bit different apparently than, than the novel, which I haven't read, but I've read about. Um, where Forrest Gump's more of an idiot savant and actually like becomes an astronaut sort of thing, um, which is a little bit beyond the pale, I think. But also we have like, um, I'm hearing talks about having a sequel to it. I don't know that it needs that. Well, I kind of don't I mean, want that. Forrest Gump, as a novel, I believe that he did a lot more things. He was involved in a lot more extraordinary things. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess you could do a sequel where they, you know, fill out some of the stuff they cut from uh, the, the novel. But I don't th I think this movie is incredible as is. Um, and you mentioned it won Best, Best Picture Oscar. It won six Oscars. Mm -hmm. Best Picture, right. Best Actor in a Leading Role for Tom Hanks, Best Director for Robert Zemeckis of Back to the Future fame, uh, Best Best Writing, Screenplay Based on a Previously Produced or Published, uh, Best Film Editing, Best Visual Effects, and uh, that's that's six. So, well, But it was also nominated for other all the other ones. Right. And one of the things, though, about it is and when I'm going through this, I kind of want to go, well, is it you know, you're doing the best Tom Hanks movies. Is it Tom Hanks's best performance in a film or is it the best movie that features Tom Hanks? And so you kind of got to, I really got to go with a balance here. So anyway, my number one pick, Forrest Gump. I love the movie. I think a lot of people do uh, from a history standpoint. It's fun. It's funny. It's serious. It's got everything in it. So, um, you know, I'm, I just think it's a, a film that you can rewatch and rewatchability is one of the things that really makes a great film for me. And I may be damning myself here for taking Saving Private Ryan at first. IMDb lists Saving Private Ryan as number 26 on the top rated movies of all time. And it lists Forrest Gump as number 12. Cool. There's a um, common denominator there. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, same prior end is much more of an ensemble flick with well, the center what, being on. It's a World War II movie. War movies tend to be yeah. that way. So. Well, yeah. Um, just Forrest Gump. It's a great pick. I mean, it's definitely on my short list. Um, so definitely jacked me there, but. It's one of the most quotable movies of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can, life is like a box of chocolates, and I wasn't hungry, but thirsty. <laughs> Almost drank me about 50 Dr. Peppers. It's like, it's a, it's a uh, run forest run, like, Jenna, the, the infinite 
Mm-hmm. Infinite quotes from that. All, for, uh, all, all know, the kinds all the, of shrimp. Uh, shrimp. Yeah, Bubba. Uh, you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> right. Yeah, so definitely a worthy pick for your number one. So let's move on. You want to move on? Yeah, let's do it. Let's head into round two. Round two. All right, and that's going to be me because we got snake draft. Snakey snake draft. All right, so I'm going to actually pick one that I don't think um, really kind of, it, it probably isn't your first pick. When you or your even your top normal top five pick of uh, Tom Hanks movies, but it's one I just enjoy, and it's another one I just enjoy watching again and again and again, and that's Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> you jacked me, bro. Good. All right. Um, so it's not only on my short list; it's in my top five. Yeah, well, it was in my top five too. It. I think Tom Hanks in his serious straight man uh, shtick. Which is, it's kind of funny because, you know, he starts as a, he starts as a very, you know, slapstick sort of comedian and, um, you know, cross-dressing and bosom buddies on TV. Um, and, you know, not a serious actor. And then he comes in and he's, but now he's like everybody's dad or now you're getting into like grandpa territory, you know, he's, he's the everyman, <laughs> he's the straight man. And here, you know, he's playing the federal agent uh, across from, uh, Frank Abagnale, Abagnale, uh, um, from, you know, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, also obviously a very charismatic actor as well. And so the chemistry that they have going on as, where he's the antagonist, a good guy, but the antagonist of the film, it works mm-hmm. so well. Um, and I just, I enjoy that about him because I'm like, I don't know how to root against him and form it. And it, because he's such, because he's Tom Hanks, and because he's such a likable kind of guy, it makes me feel the conflict that I'm supposed to feel um, with rooting for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character um, as a con man. And it's like going, really, I really should be rooting for Tom Hanks, and I kind of, I kind of can, but I'm like going, but no, no, I want to be the rebel. And so it really does create that, that conflict in the audience. Uh, so it's, it's just a really top-notch film. So that's a uh, catch me if you can. Uh, Tom Hanks teams up with the director, Steven Spielberg, again. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, this is based on real-life people, Frank mm-hmm. Abagnale and uh, Carl Hanratty. Uh, respectable and you mentioned tom hanks being your what probably favorite actor in our dicaprio's mind Mm, yeah he never puts in a bad performance i mean when he goes for a role he goes for a role and he i love i mean do you concur i concur I, I love this movie so much, and it, it has to do. It is. I mean, it's just like this whole this cat and mouse game between mm-hmm. these two characters, and uh, um, like I said, it was in my it was in my top five. So. You know, one of one of the other things about um, Hanratty T- Hanks's character in the film is, you know, a lot of times with these federal agents, you know, after these very charismatic con men types. Um, 
they make them out to be bumbling fools. But he's not. He's very smart. He's getting beaten a lot, but he's not stupid. He's just mm-hmm. having to face things that they've never had to face before. So I, I like that about it. It doesn't, it, he's, he's playing somebody who's very, and, and again, I think um, this, is, this is the first one that we've, we've come across yet where he's playing a real person. And I think there's a, a lot of real people that he tends to play in these uh, based on true stories or biopic type, type films. So um, because yeah, he he's is, definitely started, started picking that up. Yeah. He's like an every, you know, that, that every man sort of thing is he looks like a regular guy, you know, he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. or Leonardo DiCaprio is he, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is just too pretty, like, you know, that right. sort of thing. So anyway, what's well, your number two pick? Hold on. Or finish your thought. Sorry. Oh, you were talking about, hey, he's just like, he looks like an every, everyday guy. <laughs> we were watching uh, Splash mm-hmm. the other night, and my wife goes, uh, why is he in so many rom-coms? He's not that attractive. And I was like, because this is early 80s, 90s. It was the everyman gets the pretty girl, not the mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey and, you know, the rom-coms we got in, you know, later you know 2000s right well this this is one of the things about um like when you talk about like the psychology behind pro wrestling one of the the things with heels or the bad guys the villains in pro wrestling is you the some of the psychology is is you want the really pretty pretty guys because got other guys don't like you but the girls do and that's one of the reasons that they don't like you um so like it's that sort of there is that sort of mentality in those uh rom-coms and i think it's it's lent itself to tom hanks's popularity to some extent as well and him being a believable romantic lead all right all right my number two pick toy story it's gotta be toy story this is it's on my I list i mean yeah it's one of the greatest animated movies of all time. It's Pixar's debut feature-length film. I mean, you have Tom Hanks and Tim Allen bouncing off each other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, voice acting. And he doesn't appear in the movie, but it is, it is, you know, obviously voice acting. But does it, does it animation-wise, Pixar-wise, does it get more iconic than Woody? and Buzz, uh, especially Woody, as he's the centerpiece for most of these Toy Story movies as a whole. Right. I mean, well, Buzz Lightyear kind of loses it at after the third one. Um, I don't know if that was designed, you know, based on uh, something regarding Tim Allen, kind of trying to sideline him or something, but... Um, you know, I mean, the second the, one, I mean, it, the second one is mainly just Buzz's story. Right, about him. exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, not I mean, Buzz's story. I mean, it's Woody's story. Woody, Woody's story. No, but which is the one with all the, the clone Buzz Lightyears, too? Isn't that the second one? So they have that in there as well. I mean, so when, it's, they it's the pretty store, when they go to the toy store. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but it kind of does these, these separate storylines, so, you know, the old school toys versus the new school toys. Um, but no, I think... One of the things that Tom Hanks is 
really gifted at doing um, that I can't say that it works for everybody is he is gifted in so many different roles. He can do solo, he can do ensemble, he can do, you know, the buddy type movies, you know, where he's just playing off one other main character. So he's a very versatile actor and I think that's why you see him. So yeah, I, I think uh, Toy Story, I mean, certainly it's iconic, it's classic. It is the anchor linchpin of Pixar. Um, they started with it, they haven't quit with it. Um, you know, maybe with Toy Story 4 they'll stop, but who knows. Other than that, um, yeah, I mean, I love his play, his interplay with uh, Tim Allen on there. Um, can't, I mean, I, you can't argue with that. That's a good solid number two pick. Yeah, and I mean, this out of all these movies, this is definitely the the one I've seen the most. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. Saving Private Ryan for me, but Toy Story. I mean, as we had a nephew born in the year two thousand, we watched a lot of Toy Story one and two. Um, still and show it to my still, kids, but they've got more options now. Right. I mean, yeah. but it's still so. It seems so relevant. Like you still see tons of kids as Buzz and Woody, you know, for Halloween every year. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's crazy how it's just kind of it. What in '95 when it came out? '95 it? I was on the dial. Wow. Um, um, and, and and you know, one thing that I think, you know, we we kind of miss the mark on sometimes when in discussing things is you go, oh, these you know iconic cartoon characters. This one's these, you know, Toy Story is for boys. I mean, not in my experience, like, and that's anecdotal, but uh, my daughter likes it just as much as my son did, you know, at the, yeah. same, at the same age. It's like, it's, it's just fun. And so, you know, that sort of thing doesn't really bother them as much, I guess, not at those young ages. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Your number three pick. All right, well, let's head into round three. Round three. All right. My round three. Kind of kind of flip-flopping between two of them, but uh, I'm going with the Green Mile. All right. With Tom Hanks as the prison guard, right? Yeah, he's like is he the card. Is he? He's not the warden, right? Yeah, no, he's not the warden, but he's basically like the lead um, prison guard guy right. for this. For uh, I can't remember like the wing or whatever, but it's death row. Does this take place in Louisiana? Ooh, that was a good question. I thought it could. It might have been Louisiana. Might have been Mississippi. I don't remember. Anyway, this is. Based on a Stephen real. King novel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, based on a Stephen King novel directed by Frank Darabont. He, uh, Frank is the, was the original showrunner for The Walking Dead. And after they fired him, it went way downhill. But hmm. of course it stars Tom Hanks and Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace, yeah. as John Coffey. This movie. Like the drink was spelled different. <laughs> This movie is incredible, man. Like, mm -hmm. it, it hits you in all kind of the feels when you watch it. Um, 
I, we watched it recently. I didn't watch it for this. Uh, I knew I loved. I didn't need to mm-hmm. rewatch it to yeah. know my love for this movie. But re- we, I, I showed it to my wife for the first time, and she was just like, at the end, that's a really good movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> she does this yeah. thing where she's like, when she really feels, you know, something for a movie, oh. she's definitely moved by it. Um, yeah, it is one of those movies of those that movies. I have trouble, like, Rewatching, not because it's bad in any way, but because it, it does have the emotionally taxing parts are very emotionally taxing. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it's messed up that, you know, it's like it points out certain injustices and, you know, and you just, you feel it and you feel it very viscerally. And, um, you know, it, it, it can be hard to, to subject yourself to after you've, you've done it before, you know? Right. James Cromwell plays the warden and there's a scene where he, uh, John Coffey, he takes the, the sickness out of the mm-hmm. warden's cancer ridden wife. And it's just, it's one of those like great moments in film where you're just like, Oh my God, this mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's Stephen. It's Stephen King. It's not. It's going to be probably eighty-five percent chance that it's got something supernatural going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and th- this character is obviously wrongly convicted, and he, he, yeah, definitely a sad one. Yep. But moving, moving at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my number two pick. That's your number three pick. That's my number three. My number two pick was Toy Story. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're in the third round. All right. So yeah. this one's tough, but I'm going to go just down my list and, and, and my original order based on the things that you've jacked. And I am going to go with Apollo 13. Uh, <laughs> I rewatched this movie. Did I jack you? No, I oh. fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> I rewatched it recently. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, it's, it is another one of those based on a true story uh, films, yeah. obviously. And um, I, I really like, like Hanks. I, you know, this is a different sort of role. It's a very different sort of thing to play because astronauts, and I also watched a lot of um, like, uh, I think it was history buffs on YouTube uh, about this movie and what they, what they got right. And a lot of this, a lot of this was, was very accurate. And there isn't, um, you know, the, the, the people that he's, that he, you know, the, the person he's portraying and the people that all the astronauts are portraying, you know, are very cool, calm, collected, super highly trained, the most disciplined uh, men basically in our country, um, you know, and they had to dial up the, the emotions for the film. Otherwise, it would, it would have been even less so. But I think it's a really good portrayal. Um, I know it's a uh, Ron Howard directed it. I think it's, I think it's an amazing film and it is moving. It's, it's another one of those things that kind of, um, I don't know if it, I guess it's part of that very, um, you know, strong America kind of vibe it, it exudes, uh, during that post-war cold war era, uh, in, during the space race. And I just think it's it's a movie that is a 
it, I think it's very moving and very exciting without, while telling a true story using real events. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's, it's less, I don't know, exciting than some of his other films, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it won two Oscars, and I mean, this, I, look, I haven't tried to watch this in a very long time, so yeah, I'm, mm. I'm usually in for a good snooze uh, fest <laughs> kind of a movie. Not, I don't fall asleep during movies, but I, I like boring movies a lot of the times. But Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, Gary, Gary Sinise, Sinise, Ed Harris, I mean, what a stacked all-male cast, but... Uh, well, I mean, obviously, wives, yeah, but no, also, I know, I know, is, I know, it's, I know, it's the astronauts, so there was no, yeah, I got it, but it's like uh, your source material, dude, don't even, I know, I know, <laughs> but they did, there, there is a lot, I remember there being a lot of focus on one of the wives in particular, mm -hmm. um, and there a scene, look, this is, this is how long it's been, there's a scene where she like loses her wedding ring and it goes down right. the drain, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh, Right. That that's a, that's one of those scenes that really stuck. That married. Right, but like it was also you know she kind of saw it as a as an ill omen. Like I remember asking right. mom about that scene, that particular scene, too. and she explained it. I, I think we were together, and yeah, and she explains it to us, and we're kind of like, oh yeah, that's not good. Oh man, you know, and then you know everything happens, and Tom it's kind of like quite a. Tom Hanks had quite a 1995, though. This this one came out in 95 along with Toy Story. Wow. Well, yeah. This was... Was this his first, like, real serious role? Hint? No. No. Philadelphia was 93. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least... Well, that... And I don't know if that was even his first serious role, but... That was definitely like a very a much a much darker, more serious movie for him. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, right. so was it my number four pick? Yeah, let's head into the fourth round. Um, <laughs> round four. All right, so. Call me predictable, but I'm going on my list. Castaway. It's on my short list. It's a, it's a bold movie. It's not necessarily my favorite of Tom Hanks, but the film, it, it it's it's moving, but it's just like it puts so much on an actor, and there are few actors who can handle such roles. But it's, it's very cool to see the utter transformation that he actually went through, um, you know, going from your, your, your FedEx delivery guy who's starting to get his life together in, into this survivor man. Um, and I, I mean, I love it. I, I love, like the survival aspect really kind of intrigues me. I love all the survival shows. Um, yeah, I, I got into Man vs. Wild, Wild with Bear Grylls and Les Stroud and Survivor Man and even the, that dual Survivor show for a little while. Like, I like that kind of stuff. And so Castaway is kind of fun for me. And 
you know, you just look at it and you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm game. And dude makes you, you know, like there's that thing of uh, like, here you go. You're going to set, you need to sell me this pen. Like that's like a salesman thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's almost a stereotype now. Tom Hanks can sell me that this volleyball has feelings, that this volleyball is a character, is a person, or has a personage, and it is important. And that right. the loss of him is, a, is as a death. That's impressive to me. Oh, it's not he... just Tom Hanks alone, and obviously it's directorial choices and writing and everything like that, and I don't mean to downplay the others. But, you know, it's kind of like being the president. The actors get, get a lot of the credit, <laughs> you know, even if they do or don't deserve it. Um, you know, it's like the economy's good. Well, you know, that's, that's the president's fault. Or it's bad. That's the president's fault. It's like, okay, whatever. Right. So it's the, the lead um, actor gets a lot of the credit or the, you know, so is the director. But He teams up with a familiar director again in this one with Robert Zemeckis. Um, mm hmm which he, which, uh, Forrest Gump. So <laughs> this one is bold. Like you said, it is bold. And it, but if anybody can pull this off, it's Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. There might be a couple other, a few other ones that you could really, you know, just throw in the wilderness with a volleyball. But the, the, when he makes fire for the first time. Yeah. Like you were like, yes, you're yes. yes, the iconic Tom Hanks laugh. That wheeze, but, he's got that wheeze into right. a, a, just a guttural laugh. It's brilliant. Yeah, love it. I really, this movie is one of those that you can revisit a lot because there are lots of range of emotions um, and it's not too terribly long at two hours oh. and 23 minutes, but yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah. All right. That was your number four pick? That's number four. You're number four. So it's my number four pick? Boom. Mm -hmm. We are zooming through these. I guess we're, I don't know, but you were zooming through. Um, okay. I saw this movie a lot, like when it came out. Mom rented it at Blockbuster. But. So it's not one of his new ones. <laughs> no, not not one of his new ones. Early two thousands, um, and this is kind of a departure for Tom Hanks because he's playing a not so good guy in The Road to Perdition. Oh, yeah, based on the yeah. graphic novel of the same name, dude. I rewatched it last night. Uh huh. And I, I had forgotten a lot of the stuff. Obviously, I haven't seen it mm -hmm. since you know in over almost 20 years but i was just like whoa like <laughs> frick it's, like at the end you think it's going to be this sort of bittersweet like yeah they, the the boy kills the bad guy who's played by jude law and you're like but it's just this endless cycle of violence that is put forth and the kid can't do it he can't pull the trigger he can't kill his father's killer and his dad actually does it for him and uh then we get a little narration which whatever but 
it's like, I get it. The, the cycle of violence is broken, but it's, uh, the narration is the kid, uh, saying like, and that's the last time I ever held a gun, but he didn't use it that time, but he did the last time he ever held a gun. And if we get a really, uh, it is bittersweet because he loses his family, the kid, and kind of goes and lives with some other people that he lived on the road, or that he met on the road, but a farm or something. But spoiler, spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah, we always do spoilers, but this movie is like uh, really, really, uh, really, really good. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, I do remember it, it being quite a departure for Tom Hanks. And I, I mean, it works, works for me. One of the things that it, it does show, it, and one of the reasons I, I do really like the film and, and like the casting of Hanks in the role is he's still an everyman. And I'm, I'm strongly of the opinion that that people who, you know, become criminals, not all of them are your psychopaths, your sociopaths, your, you know, it, some people just become that based on their life circumstances and other things as yeah. well. And so, you know, if not, you know, if not for the grace of God, there go I. Um, and so that's kind of a thing that kind of, kind of plays subconsciously in in the role uh in the in the casting there so yeah tyler hecklin is actually the kid who's all grown up now and plays superman in the, in the cw mm. dc verse he's getting his own series with uh superman and lois but yeah this movie is directed by sam mendez who recently has reaped a lot of praise for his work on 1917 um he directs the hell out of this man there's it's very it's serene like there's not it's about violence obviously the entire thing there's lots of killing but it doesn't like it doesn't have a chaotic it. feel right it, it doesn't bask in the glory of like oh all these people are dying like look at all the the, the carnage it's very very serene and that even the sound cuts out and with his you know tom hanks is doing his thing mm -hmm. um but um it also plays homage to a lot of the older mob mobster movies which this is very right. much a mobster movie mm -hmm. um so I like the, if... the the cutaway where you see the you just see tom hanks pulling the trigger right like this this is the scene you'll see and then mm -hmm. but you don't see the, the the body being killed right and and one of the things i think that this movie does a little bit differently with the violence, and I don't know if serene is the exact word I would use, but the it, it's almost it doesn't glorify it in in That's this. What I'm and, yeah, you know, it's like it lacks the glory of of some of these these very violent movies, particularly gangster movies, which can be you know mob movies can be like you know it's like oh yeah these are bad guys, but man, wouldn't it be cool if you could just blow them all away? It's kind of like the Grand Theft Auto sort of feeling. It's like yeah, I know this guy's evil, but man, does this relieve some stress? Uh, you know, right. I remember playing, you know, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I'd have to come home from work and be like, "All right, I need to run some people over <laughs> in the sports car." You know, it's like, uh, but you know, I mean, that's it says it in the title, "Road to Perdition." I mean, that's that's the road to hell. Um, 
but well, per, their perdition is the place they're headed in the film but yeah. yes i know but it's it's got a double meaning come on i know i know <laughs> anyway but yeah I, I always wanted to check out the graphic novel it was based on it. i'm interested in reading that for sure check out your local library or you never know comic book shop oh yeah comic book shop that'll work all right so ian what's your round five round five all right okay my fifth pick lots of films are being taken here of course and it's a movie i hadn't seen until a few days ago it was this is one of the newer ones uh captain phillips you cut out for a second go back captain phillips yeah there you go captain phillips um, and here's Tom Hanks playing uh, a real person again. Mm-hmm. This very intense event that happened in 2009, I believe, 2000 something. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was 13. It's about he plays he plays a shipping boat captain of the Maersk, uh, Maersk Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. And they are taken over by Somali pirates. So it was a 2009 event. The movie was 2013. Okay. Yeah. 2009 event. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I remember the seeing the stuff on the news and I remember it going on for several days and, uh, the movie does kind of speed it up a little bit. They're not, you know, day in and day out. Uh, it's implied, but not, not dragged out. Yeah. Um, this movie I thought when it started I thought it was going to be paced very slowly and then the intensity kicked up Mm -hmm. and didn't let up it did not let up until the very end Um, and even that like you're just kind of like after he's saved or whatever uh him sitting and this is one of my favorite Tom Hanks moments. I think acting moments is when he's sitting, getting checked out by the Navy, uh, the Navy doctors or the corpsmen, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Holy shit. Like he is, he, I can, I believe, I believe this. I believe that he's just been held hostage. He's been beat to hell. He's been, uh, for days, and scared for his life and i believe i believe that these people were medics trying to help him like it was just one of those scenes that was so like surreal i guess but yeah now this, this was on my list the intensity yeah intensity of this movie is is something to behold and i i believe uh yeah paul greengrass the director he really kicks it up and doesn't let up he does not let you like if i were saw this in the theater i'd been on the edge of my, like sitting mm-hmm. up on the edge of my uh on my seat if you know back when we didn't have nice recliners in our theaters <laughs> uh, yeah. but I, I dude i what a what a movie no, this is I, definitely i remember I following this watch more I remember following this story in 2009 when it was happening and unfolding and kind of going like 
what do you mean there's still pirates? What the heck is going on here? And so like my, my attention was grabbed. So it was, you know, much of the country, but it did, I believe it unfolded under for a period of days. And you're kind of like going, okay, well, and you know, like you talked about going and thinking it was going to be paced very slowly. And I kind of felt the same thing because I, I actually was paying attention to the story. And of course I know how the story is going to play out and you know, like, well, are they going to, you know, do some sort of different sort of thing, you know, with the ending, but no, it, it's pretty true to form. Um, as far as the, the details, I don't know exactly um, everything they took license with, but no, uh, I mean, I really enjoy the film. It's a, it's another one that I would watch again. Um, so it's, it's a good one, a good uh, way to round out your picks. Yeah. And I know I talked about the magnificent, like how great Tom Hanks was or whatever, but I want to give credit to Barkhad Abdi, the guy who played the pirate muse. Mm -hmm. Dude, dude was, dude killed it for sure. And uh, I, I want to see him, you know, in more stuff. But yeah, yeah. Now, was he was he a, a Somalian actor? Or was he Ethiopian? Because I, I know he was from like East he's Africa. He's from Somalia. Oh, he's from Somalia. Yeah, Mog Mogadishu. Okay, um, that's got to be pretty pretty surreal too. As these actors from you know Somalia playing these these real life pirates, and when there's a lot of terrible stuff going on still mm -hmm. in those countries. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I believe he was in Blade Runner 2049, though, the Barkhad Abdi. Well, good. Yeah, he's still he's still working, so. Excellent. All, All right. right. Yeah, that was my that was my fifth round pick. So, okay, Jamie, let's hear your last pick before we get, hit a bench warmer. All right. Well, you know that I got to go pick something oddball. I've been I've been pretty run of the mill. Now, none of mine have been any of Tom Hanks's comedies. And quite frankly, he's got a, a, quite a number of good comedies. But I'm going to go with 1987's Dragnet. I knew it. How did you know it? To, because you talk about this movie. <laughs> I, I remember we having a it's, recording. It was like a recording at the end of a He-Man or, so, or, or one of our family films taped over or something. I don't know. Oh, and there was like the end of the movie or whatever? Yeah, it was like... It, yeah. It's like us playing baseball on a t-ball or something, and then it like goes fuzzy, and then it's Tom Hanks and uh, Dragnet, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Dan and Aykroyd in, that, in 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 Dragnet, and, recorded and well, off, the off something. And and really, it's not just Tom Hanks in this; it's really Dan Aykroyd. Um, but like the two of them, their interplay is so fun for me to watch. It's and it's very classic 80s sort of stuff it's it's a buddy cop film but it's also like conspiracy theories and you know there's they have like literal satan worship you know as the satan worshipers as the villains Vegans. yeah you know it, but it's like it's like very off the obviously like this old baphomet type you know goat-headed god thing right that they're worshiping and it's but really you know you know what movie it, it, it's um I feel like it's basically the precursor for, it's one that got an honorable mention in our last uh, draft, Zootopia. 
it's got a similar sort of thing going on there. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like to make those connections. Oh, well. Anyway, so yeah, Dragnet is is really just it's it's so fun. It's just it's a movie you can watch over and over again if you like Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Um, and this is Tom Hanks is just letting loose in this film. And, you know, he hasn't really, he hasn't done his serious stuff yet. So this is just one of his classic comedic roles. But I felt like I needed something. You, you, you've got Toy Story where he's doing some comedy. I felt like I needed some, some comedy in my list. So Dragnet it is. All right, now let's hit some honorable mentions. Okay, we can do that. How many are we doing? Uh, let's do two. But I do want to throw in Sarah's pick, and I know this won't be on yours. Um, which so you're going to take your first honorable mention here? No, I'm, I'm going to give her an honorable mention because, okay. you know, she's the wife and she gets that. Uh, no, because she, I actually asked her what her favorite Tom Hanks movie was, and she's like, hmm, I don't know that I really like Tom Hanks that much. I was like, uh, what? And she goes... I don't know. I just, wow. And I was kind of like, okay. She went, I guess Polar Express. And I went, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, okay. There you go. Where he plays like literally every role in the film. It's like the opposite of Castaway, where he's just the one role, but he's everything. I believe he plays a bunch <laughs> of roles in Cloud Atlas, too. But Oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to throw an Emily pick in there. It's a movie I haven't seen all the way. Like, I've seen bits and pieces of it through through my life it's uh emily's i think favorite is um a league of their own oh i know i that one if i had seen it recently it might have made my list right but like i haven't seen it since i was a kid but i do remember the scene where he's peeing and he just pees forever and ever and ever he's like hung over the, the austin powers yeah it well evacuation complete Austin Powers kind complete ruins all sorts of stuff because oh, I, yeah. I like <laughs> I I didn't I liked it maybe as a kid but like probably shouldn't have been watching it but the and Mike Myers just takes took it too far like I, I like Wayne's World I loved I loved so I married an axe murderer but like he just all right we'll have to do far. a Mike Myers draft soon Ugh. all right it'll be fun um anyway. So my first bench warmer mm-hmm. is going to be Philadelphia. Of course. Yeah. I mean, this is his breakout, breakout, breakout role. This mm-hmm. is his first, one of his first serious roles. He, um, but he won an Oscar, I believe. The first of his back-to-back run. Uh, but I feel like I think I know that everybody talks about him in this, but I like Denzel more in this, but, and I don't agree with all the director's choices. I feel like some of the stuff feels out of place and weird, but, or maybe it's just something that I'm, I can't connect with, but it's definitely a worthy movie. Uh, if you've never seen it, it's very, uh, Still, it's still a good movie, and it's definitely right. if you know, like one of those things. If you've never seen it, you need to watch it at least once. Yeah, well, one of the things about this film, and, and one of the reasons why it was so groundbreaking at the time, was and, and most people know this now is you know it was the first time that 
AIDS was portrayed in a major motion picture and it was done you know, with some level of fidelity. Um, but in 1993, you were four years old. So it, and, and you know, this was a film that was happening when the AIDS epidemic, it wasn't necessarily as big as when it was in the 80s, but the misconceptions, which are still rampant today. Um, and we have a lot more treatments for AIDS. Like there, it's not, a, it's, it hasn't been a death sentence for a long time, but back then it was. But yeah. like the, the, the ways that people who contracted AIDS were treated um, and, and it, was, it was really unconscionable, but part of the reason for it was just simple fact of people didn't understand the, you know, the disease. And there was a lot of fear behind it as well. So this was a really, and it was a really bold, um, you know, a bold film at the time. So, you know, looking on it now, we kind of look on, we're like going, I, I don't get it without a lot of historical context with it. Um, which if you watch, like, I think it was the CNN series, like short series of the eighties, um, that yeah. covers a lot of it. Um, the, yeah, the, there's like an episode of, of it, um, with, but with the AIDS epidemic, that would be a good, like precursor to watch it. I'm, I'm an English teacher. I'm all about knowing your context before you start reading a piece of literature. So, you know, anyway, pause. Resumed. All right. So what's your first bench warmer? Okay, so I'm going to go with hmm, two, two I've seen recently. Let, let's just go with, it doesn't really matter. It's the bench warmer. Saving Mr. Banks. Um, I've been wanting to see this since I uh, heard about it and where Tom Hanks is going to play Walt Disney. And he, he played a pretty good job. I, it, it's, I enjoy it. I think it's a film that you know folks should go see. Um, it's really fun to watch him opposite Emma Thompson uh, as this very, very proper uh, English uh, woman versus the very California, you know, West Coast American in Walt Disney. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, you know, our first name basis. And it's like, but they're both, you know, very image conscious too. And so it's just very fun to see the, the, interplay between them and of course this is a Tom Hanks in a supporting role but it's a, it's a main supporting role so it's not really a starring Tom Hanks but he'd, he'd be the number two but um, yeah anyway saving Mr. Yeah. Hanks. I, he does this thing where he plays these kind of historical figures too mm-hmm. right because he plays Fred Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah I haven't seen that yet. It's not I haven't either, but he's not the main character. He oh. was nominated for supporting role. The main character is uh, um, Matthew Reese uh, as Lloyd Vogel, who I believe is the uh, journalist. Mm. But yeah, I haven't seen. I, I've been, it's on my list to watch. I just never got. I haven't gotten around to seeing it. Okay. Uh, and then he played Ben Bradley, the guy from the Washington Post, and in, in the Post, and that movie was a a snooze and a half but and then <laughs> well, he played sully the he, he plays sully in the 
um, the airplane, the pilot. Right. But, and then the lawyer in Bridge of Spies. But anyway. Yeah, well, Bridge of Spies is actually um, another one of my honorable mentions, um, which I really like. But he, he plays a Charlie, oh, the guy who, who wants to intervene in Afghanistan and uh, during the Soviet thing and ends up inadvertently. It's not he Charlie Rose. Donovan. Is it Charlie Rose's war? No, he plays James B. Donovan. Charlie Rose's war? I just looked it up. That's not anyway. Bridges. I'm not talking about Bridges Spies. I'm talking about Charlie Rose's War. Oh, Different I don't film. Know anything about it's that. another. It's another historical piece where he plays a, a real person. So oh, I probably want to look at see who plays more historical roles, like actual real people. And I I'm willing to bet Tom Hanks probably takes the cake on that. All right, my final bench warmer. I'm going to just go ahead and just be like, I'm going to, all these movies are very like either funny or kind of funny or very high class drama. I'm going for the popcorn flick. Give me the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I want to sit down and just turn my brain off and watch this craziness unfold. Turn uh, your brain off for real with that film. Dan Brown yeah, has I mean, got so much crap in there. It's, it's quite annoying. Oh, I mean, it's not. I mean, I like the film itself. I, I do like the film itself. I like, I like the funness of it. My problem with it is that so many people took Dan Brown and what he said about things like the Council of Nicaea and this and, and Constantine, things like this, and they're just simply not true at all. And like any historian worth their salt who studied it can be like, yeah, no, that's not what happened. And so it's. it's but like, Fiction. It, I know that, but like, it's one of those things that it just, I've, I've had to deal with so much of like talking to people uh, regarding church history or whatever, who just are like, oh no, the Council of Nicaea. And they're literally, I'm like going, that's you Dan that Brown. Dan that's, Brown that's, novel. <laughs> that's like, that's what you, get it, you clap. You clap back with the, well, there's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence that finds treasure. Like, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Ooh, how about this? Recast National Treasure, but instead of Nicolas Cage, Tom Hanks. No. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is the best about that movie. And this one, <laughs> National Treasure is one of the few films that uh, Diane Sean Bean doesn't die in. Diane Kruger is the best thing about that film. Or Sean Bean not dying. Okay, fine. But he's also like <laughs> the bad guy too, so. Yeah. Fair enough. But I like, I like when they don't kill the bad guy. A lot of movies I like when they don't kill the bad guy because then you have a chance to like have a recurring bad guy. I love it. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to recap our top fives. Ian. My top five is one, Saving Private Ryan. Two, Toy Story Three, The Green Mile. Four, Road to Perdition. And five, Captain Phillips. Very good. And I, James, number one, Forrest Gump. Number two, Catch Me If You Can. Number three, Apollo 13. Number four, Cast Away. And number five, Dragnet. 
Hell yeah, man. Tom Hanks has got a lot of good movies out there. And like you said, yeah. we left some. We can only draft 10. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we're, we're, we left we a lot of good, good ones off. Just watch Big with my son. I think we talked about that in the Disney one because it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, we talked about I don't know what we talked about it. But yeah, the last yeah. season finale episode. Yeah. Um, and it was, I was just like, oh, man. I, I, it's on my short list. I really had it. I, it was that or Dragnet. So, but if it goes back to movies that I want to watch more than, you know, once every two decades, Dragnet over big for me. I love in big where she's spending the night and she's like all sitting on the, she's laying down on the bottom uh-huh. bunk and he just full on sprints towards her and then jumps on the top bunk. <laughs> That's my favorite scene in big. Yeah, it's, it is. It's fun because it's, it, it's one of those really oddball roles because you're just like, okay, be a 12 year old and he nails it. So yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks, we watched, you do good. Splash is on Disney plus two. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they edited it weirdly. They they like CGI'd. Yeah. And give you a disclaimer. It's like, it's been modified from its original version for content. They oh. like CGI'd her hair way longer to cover her butt when she's running across the beach. Oh, interesting. But then like in the underwater scenes, you get full nip. And I was like, what are you doing, Disney? Like, she was like, Emily, my wife was like, this is on Disney Plus. Hmm. But they can't do a mature Lizzie McGuire revival. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She was very upset with that news. But anyway. I didn't yeah, know that. So that was the thing. Yeah. That's a bummer. Oh, well. Huh. But yeah, Splash is on Disney Plus, too, and it, they edited it. So that's a little weird. Yeah. All right. Well, Jamie, what, what's what's uh, what's next week's episode going to be i believe next week we decided that we were going to draft iconic movie weapons yes it's iconic this movie weapons it's for you oh, oh dude i don't think that's particularly iconic i don't know i know but it's, it's iconic for me <laughs> <laughs> uh then that that movie it's uh we've mentioned emma thompson emma thompson kenneth Branagh in dead again um, Dude, what a, that's a crazy movie if we ever talk about that movie we have to have mom on oh man like i don't even i'd have to like that movie is so weird there's so many like the Twist the scissors the scissors well no it's the guy who's smoking a cigarette through the hole through the hole in his neck yes and talking about mom, an anti anti that, smoking campaign yeah well mom made us watch that and she's like see that'll ha- that can happen to you if you smoke and i'm like well why does he stop and she's like that's what addiction is and like it wasn't even like really trying to like scare us that much but it was like mom i'm four years to- old <laughs> trying to scare us <laughs> but it was like it worked i mean right. tried cigarettes but i decided that they were not very good for you so yeah. anyway so that would be the next time we do a draft will be iconic movie weapons. Hell yeah, I'm excited for that. We great. might have a cast. I don't know yet. Ooh, that'll be that'll narrow it down even more. Narrow it down even further, yeah. Yeah. All right, All right. dude. It's well, always fun hanging out with you on these things. But until next time. We are the Cine Siblings Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
thank you so much for listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Uh, we just give you these unedited Zoom calls where we're just hanging out in our house. But yeah. Okay. Sign us out, buddy. I thought you just did. Oh, I just signed us out. All right. Well, I'm Ian. And I'm James. Until next time, go watch a new movie. Or enjoy an old one. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Cine Siblings Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cine Siblings Pod.